Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Podcast. Today is the first episode in our series of Meet the Team, where we will be talking to the individual members of the state tax group. Our goal in doing this is for you, the listener, to learn more about who we are as a people and what we are all about. Mr. Alexander Corjan is our first guest, if you will, and our guinea pig for the series. Hi, Alex. Hey, Meredith. Thank you. <laughs> and our boss of it all, Judy Warner. And hi, Judy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> So, yeah, Alex, so you are our resident Minnesotan on our team. And so how did you get there? Because you didn't start there. I did not. I, <laughs> I, I came from a, another cold place. Uh, I was actually born in, in Russia and, uh, and lived in Hungary for most of my youth. And then around 10 years old, in the late 80s, uh, we emigrated here to, to America and we landed in New York like a lot of uh, Russians at that time did. So we bounced around the East Coast a little bit, and uh, I went to college in Pennsylvania. I went to law school in Connecticut and ended up uh, working in, in Manhattan for a number of years. And then we, you know, we just, we needed, um, we were starting a family. We needed a lifestyle change. And we accidentally, completely accidentally, we had no connection to Minnesota, ended up in Minnesota. Um, Judy was hiring at a previous firm. And and we just took a leap of faith and we do not regret it. It's, it's amazing here. So you've got two kids, Sam and mm -hmm. Ellie. And was Sam born on the East Coast in Connecticut or was he, was he, he was, born in yeah. Minnesota? No, he was born in Connecticut and Ellie was born here in Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. And then where did Maya fall in on your picture? I met Maya about, I think, I, I think it was my third year of law school, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, we just... We got married. Let's see. Law school was around 2006. We got married in, I proposed, I think, 2009. No, 2008. We got married in 2009. Almost the equivalent of the law school education of her dating you before she decided to marry you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and Maya was a Maya was a badass on her own right, too, because she did some, like, marketing for, like, a giant company in Manhattan, right? Like, uh, she was, yeah, she was working for, for Time Inc. Um, yeah. And she was, uh, uh, she was actually in, in the production department. So she was wrangling the, you know, the, the copy folks and the design folks and the, the account folks. And um, she, I guess it's the, uh, you know, the, uh, the magazine version of a project manager. Um, but she, she left that all behind for, for uh, being a stay at home mom for now. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so then law school, but kind of took a, a tax accounting path because you have your undergrad in accounting, right? I, I do. Or yeah, finance or... Right. No, it was a split split major. It was uh, accounting finance. Um, it, that's a degree I graduated with from uh, Franklin Marshall College in Pennsylvania. And then I, I went to uh, to Deloitte right out of college for uh, for two years to do audit. I did, I, I did, I did the audit for two years um, and sat for the CPA exam. This was the old days when you still had to do all four sections at once yeah. and, uh, you know, pre-computers and uh, it was all just the, the grueling day of filling out, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the booklets. Anyway, so I, I took the exam twice and I only passed the law section each one of those times. 
So, so I said, you know, you know, I'm just going to go to law school. <laughs> it was, I, I honestly, I, I, it's kind of silly to say now, but I, I, I think it really was that impulsive. Oh, that's really? Yeah. I, yeah. I aced the law part. I took the bar. I took the law CPA exam because I'm a lawyer too. Right. So I took the CPA exam three times intentionally. I'm like, I'm just going to study for a couple and provision the others and then roll it out. Cause I was working full time when I was studying for it. And I'm like, I don't need to pass this. I don't need it. I already have a law license, but I ended up getting it because I stayed in public accounting. And I really felt like at that time, especially because I'm about, what, 10 years ahead of you, um, you know, we hired a bunch of lawyers, but we still wanted to be CPAs, right? And then we didn't have as much credibility with our peers if we were. And also, I think it was that thing where we don't show our CPAs that we think CPA, because what happened with the big four, they hired a bunch of lawyers, right? But those lawyers didn't have undergrads in accounting. A lot of them were just pure lawyers with a poli-sci undergrad or English, which means they didn't understand numbers. And they bring them in to do a tax returns, which is really not their expertise and knowledge. And so for me, I'm like, I do understand numbers. I can become a CPA, so I will. So I get credibility with my peer group since I stayed in public accounting. It's kind of funny for me that that was like more of a road to acceptance. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I think, uh, so I was, I was doing, um, while I was working full-time uh, at Deloitte, I was also getting my MBA at the same time, uh, part-time nights, and studying for the uh, for the LSATs at the same time. I guess what, in my early 20s, so I was trying to date a little bit too in my, you know, the five minutes yeah. that I had. So <laughs> it was, I, I kind of, I was hoping that the MBA would would offset that, yeah. uh, that you know, or create that that level of credibility because I, I think that that does um, give you that link that, that practical link, whereas yes. the law school gives you the, the the legal aspect, right? Right, right. Well, then you obviously have an accounting finance undergrad. I have a finance undergrad, so I did accounting. I should have majored in accounting. I thought accounting was too boring. It's kind of funny, ironically, that I became a certified public accountant, but I actually think it's very interesting. It's not boring at all. In fact, it balances, which is what I kind of like about it, I like the balance and the imbalance, right? Right. So interesting, uh, but you have that mindset, which is how you've been successful in this field, I think. I, I think so. Right. So then why or where tax then fall in? I know, right? uh, quite honestly, I, I think, I think early in my career, everything was just a series of accidents. Um, I, uh, I, I took, I took a tax class. We, uh, our school offered a Quinnipiac university, um, offered a, a tax concentration. I took one tax class, uh, really enjoyed the, the professor really enjoyed, you know, the, um, the content took another tax class and another after that. And it just ended up where most of my electives were, were tax classes. And I ended up earning the, the, the concentration when I graduated, when I, when, when we were doing campus interviews, all the big four accounting firms were on campus. And, um, and uh, I, I was meeting with somebody from PwC and we just had really great chemistry. It was just, it was just, you know, we just connected which I think is kind of the story of my career, right? Or maybe yours as well. It's really not what you're doing, but who you're doing it with. Um, if you have a connection, to, you know, your peers and your clients as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you have a connection, if, if you have a rapport, things just kind of seem to fall into place. And then you kind of want to problem solve for them. I mean, isn't that, like this is what you bring to the table is your expertise problem solving, yeah. you know, and, and to enjoy doing that with people. I mean, yesterday we were on that call with a software provider and it was so amazing how you guys were kind of figuring out how to problem solve for yeah. this client we have. Like, how do we make this all work with what they have? 
you know, and it's it just going through that was really powerful, I thought. Well, and it's funny, Alex, that you talk about like the connection, because I was thinking about like, as we're starting this series of like the meet the team, I was like, all right, so what, you know, what do I think about Alex? And I was just like, you know, it was that immediate connection that we had, like, it seemed like, you know, because it's like, Judy came in, Right when I went on maternity leave with Kaylin five, mm-hmm. over five years ago, I came back. I think you had maybe helped her out some. And then like a year later, Judy and I kind of like got to working together. And then you were kind of like really the second member or like third member, first member, however you want to look at it, of the team. My first official hire yeah. of my own. Yes. And it was just like, just from like right away, it seemed like, all right, we just worked. And then we whenever clicked. you're in yeah. town, yeah. it's like, we're going to go grab a beer. We're going to have a drink. We're going to chat. And like, all of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh, crap, it's late. Yeah. We got to go be wherever we got to be. And it's really funny that you talk about that connection. Cause that's, yeah. you know, and that's Just kind of what I like, like old friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and it was really a blessing that you guys got along Meredith. Cause I inherited you and we had to build our, you know, our connection together. We didn't really have it. We built it over the years. Certainly we're neighbors. That doesn't hurt, but that you guys had this nice, <laughs> That you have this nice, um, can I, like you're just, I just love working with Alex. I mean, I was like, oh, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what any owner, any owner, leader, whatever wants from their people is to feel like they enjoy working with their peers, you know, and, and they want to help each other succeed because that's how we're most successful with our clients, I think. And then in general, it's just problem solving, like we have to do. So that's Absolutely. really cool. And it is fun that you guys have that connection. It's nice to acknowledge that. Honestly, I sort of taken it for granted. It's nice to be reminded of it because that really was, I remember Meredith saying that I really love working with Alex. I thought you don't have to say that, (laughs) but you did. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and then, so kind of like gearing on this connection piece, like how do you find that you kind of connect to the clients and like, cause you, and I also love being part of calls that you're on and that you're leading, because I do find that like you have an incredible skill set of one explaining things to clients, but also really connecting with them. Like how has that kind of just like, obviously, you know, you and I, we've been doing this for a long time. Right. So like, it's not something it's, it's learned over time and just like being around different people who have different skill sets, but like, how do you find that you build that connection with our clients? That's a good question. Um, I, I, I think I think a, a good chunk of it has to do with just experience and and serving a lot of clients over a period of time. I, I agree. I don't know if this, I I don't know if I had it naturally. Maybe some folks do. I, I don't know if I did. Um, I think I try to approach everything with an open mind. Um, I keep in mind that we're talking to people, um, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a human being on the other line. It's not you don't think of them as a CFO or, or a CEO or, you know, or, or director of tax. You think of them as an individual who needs help solving the problem. Um, you know, no different than talking to your spouse and helping them deal with a problem or talking to a friend and helping them with something that they're dealing with. Um, you try to give good advice, uh, going back to the education and the experience, you know, I think we have the legal element of it that gives us the, the set of rules that we operate within, right? It's the, um, it's that, that, that legal framework within which the states work, having the experience and the team and the education, you know, like the MBA, the CPA, all those things 
gives us the, the, the practical aspect, which allows us to give helpful advice as opposed to just the rules, right? I think early in my career, I was so focused on just, you know, what are the rules? You know, what, what do we legally have to do? What do you legally have to do? That, that was the, the, the approach that I took with my clients. Well, the law says, well, that, that only gets you halfway there, right? I think it, uh, uh, fusing, infusing with the practical aspect is where the real value comes in. And I think it's also, sorry, Mayor, I was just going to say, it's really important. Like we want our clients to trust us, right? We want them to know we're people too, you know, and we're not just doing this for a paycheck only. We're doing it because we really want to help them. We have a skill to help them. We like to help them. If they have a problem, they're really stressed. I mean, sometimes I feel like some of this job is therapy because they're really anxious and they, they're trying to do things and they're, they're maybe caught off guard and it's, it can be incredibly costly and that's very stressful for a business owner. And so we want to help them get through that. And then sometimes they're just angry, right? They're angry that they have to do all this stuff. Why, why, why? And it's like, they blame us because we're the messenger. And so we're trying to get through that, you know? So I think it's just trying to work, you know, push pull of like those relationships, those connections, the trust and, um, and continue to have them allow us to help them and continue to build that trust. Because we have a lot of clients we've worked with for years, not because they're continuing to just pay us a ton of money, but because we know how to solve the problem. Absolutely. And I, I think it depends on, on, you know, the kind of company you're working with. We, you know, there are some companies who, who have internal expertise where, the, the, you know, the people in, you know, they're large enough, they're experienced enough, they, they absolutely know how to get done what needs to be done. Maybe they're hiring out to a third party just because of lack of resources. It could just be as simple as that, right? And um, there's there's nothing wrong with that work. Um, it's good work. It's just, in my experience, that's just slightly less fulfilling, right? Because there's not that, it's just the project, right? Um, I think the projects that I've enjoyed more is where the company doesn't necessarily have the subject matter expertise, the you know, the, the internal SMEs, um, where we can become that trusted advisor and that, you know, that human element enters in the, you know, it's, I guess, for lack of a better term, it's um, gratitude, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right? Well, and there's, there's kind of, you know, we work with companies kind of all over the world, right? And just that like sigh of relief that kind of we can bring them back down and just be like, hey, we're here, we're listening, we can help you fix it. You know, being that calm, kind of rational kind of voice because this isn't that area of expertise, right? And then, you know, oftentimes we're dealing with, you know, these can be, you know, $50 million revenue companies that has one person doing the work. And like, we just get on the phone and we just listen to them vent and they just feel better. Cause they're like, no one can listen to me. No one understands what I'm going through. And you guys know what I'm going through. And I just need to just like, blah, get it out. Right. And it's like, yep, we're here to listen. And then here's how we can solve your problem. Right, right, right. right. And work exactly. collaboratively with you to get it done. No, it's really, it is funny you say that, Meredith, because every time we always talk to a client, we always get more work, right? Because, you know, they're like, oh, you know, this has been sitting out there. I haven't got into it. Clearly, I'm not going to get to it. I don't really know how to get to it. I'm supposed to get to it, but I really don't have a skill set to get to it. And so we can provide a lot of value to them and problem solving. And we obviously always save the money, always. 
Yeah. I don't think we've ever not paid for ourselves exponentially more than we cost, even though people don't perceive knock it on. Oh, I, I tried to knock on wood and now the door, now the dog's upset. <laughs> 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 so it's, now we're on edge. All right. And it's funny because like at the end of the day, we're kind of accountants, lawyers, right? And we're, oh, at a party, what do you do? Oh, I'm an accountant. And they're like, oh, hey, I see my friend over there, right? But, you know, what? <laughs> outside of just the aspect of like helping people, right? Is there anything else that kind of like gets you excited about work? Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, outside of the human element, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, so I, I, I really like to kind of retreat and, um, and take a moment and, and, and thoughtfully, methodically go through a project. And, and I can only do that if it's an interesting puzzle. So, you know, that, that's what I find in this area of, of tax. I, I think salt is, 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 um, is well suited to to people who like solving puzzles. There's yeah. um, there's a lot of variety. Um, there is a lot of gray area, and there's a lot of room for interpretation. So um, so it just it just lends itself really well to 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 those kinds of individuals that and and I happen to be one of them. So if you know, um, I, I really like the variety of my day where I get to talk to you know some some clients uh, on the phone. Uh, you know, do that therapy session, uh, offer some advice, um, get like the extroverted piece out, <laughs> and then retreat for a couple hours and just dive into a project and, and just get it done and solve it. Um, that's that's, so that's what you, makes... on the law on the bar. Did you do really well on the logical? No, it was LSAT. The logical game. No, it was the bar. I can't remember the logical yeah. game section. I aced that. I mean, I did. that's yeah. when I knew. Like, I didn't miss one. Like I didn't do well on every other piece, right? In the same, but I couldn't believe like my brain thinks that when, I don't know if I've shared this with you, I probably have, but you know, people think in puzzles, they like, maybe like cryptograms, maybe they like Rubik's cubes, spatial, right? Mm-hmm. I am good at whatever these logical games are. Like I, you know, you give me a rule, I can logically think why it should have been put in place. And then I'm like, how do I apply my client's facts to that law to figure yep. out the way for them to, uh, to co- comply or not comply with it? Because right. it's not set out to be for them, so I really, I really like that. I mean, I think yeah. it's also kind of stressful because you never get an answer. That's the CPA side, like wanting a black and white. But then you right. get used to with the legal education. One thing you do learn is to deal with uncertainty. How do you deal with uncertainty, and then come to a conclusion regardless, right? So you learn that obviously, given that you change your, you know, going from an undergrad in finance and accounting, which is a little more rules based, to a legal education, which is a little bit more like esoteric, I think. Um, absolutely. Just be comfortable with imperfect information is, is the name of the game, I think. <laughs> and then salt, like, I mean, obviously you could have chosen a lot of paths at, um, in accounting, right? In tax, you could have been a federal tax person, an international tax person, a transfer tax person. There's a lot of areas you could have gone into. So how is it that you ended up landing in salt? Uh, you know, like I was saying, I, th- I think I think that, you know, that initial interview, um, went well, really well. Uh, I was convinced that salt was a, a great place for, for attorneys to land. Oh, um, and, and I, I, I took, you know, I agreed with it and I took a leap of faith and it, it just, it's worked out ever since that was, you know, 
15 years ago or so. So you got recruited into salt. So it's funny because see, when I started, we didn't have salt. Then I went into salt and it was a big, very beginning field at the big eight, whatever we were at the time, big five, big four. And um, I remember being in recruiting to get people in our team because we had a hard time. Everybody went into federal and right. you know maybe people will come into salt. So we tried really hard to explain to people the right people with the mindset that enjoyed it, that this is a really interesting career path. But you had to have you have to have something that makes you okay with it because so many people do criticize it, right? They, it's overwhelming, it's stressful. There's so many states, fifty states, right? And then all the locals and people just go, ah, right? And you're like, I don't go, ah. I go, wow, right? And so yeah. looking for those people. But it's funny. So you got recruited in. I don't know, Meredith, if you did, but I, I did know, too. I went directly. Into I salt. fell into it. I fell into it. And I, then I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. And then I thought about pivoting out into international because it was sexier and bigger, you know, the 40% differential versus 10, right? So it had more value in the market. But in the end, I'm like, I can't read, you know, things in Singapore. I can't read Chinese. <laughs> right. I can't read Italian. I mean, how am I going to be effective? I can read the law in Kansas. Right. I can read English. So I was like this, I'd be coordinating amongst some other, a lot of other people that are reading and knowing the law. Well, I can read and know the law and actually talk to the human administrating the law and get a sense of how to apply it. And I can't do that internationally. So I was like, I have more control over helping people in our field because I can communicate. Yeah. And that was ultimately why I stayed in it. But I don't know if that was something you thought about. No, I, I, I did. I, I, I mean, international was, was, was a, a very fleeting idea for me. I, I I thought, you know, we all kind of romanticize some stuff uh, early on before, you know, before we're, we're getting started or just when we're getting started. Um, I, I had some vision on, you know, on, on wearing an expensive three-piece suit traveling around the world in Leo right. Jets. Right. You know, I mean, obviously that's, you know, that's that's all Hollywood. Um, so once you, once you get over that, uh, you, you come back. And you're like, oh the- crap, I got student loans and rent and like insurance. <laughs> like this, this isn't fun. This is no three-piece you, suit and a exactly. Learjet. Yeah. And you're salt, you were salt out of the gate too, Meredith. Uh-huh. Okay. Cliffhanger. We can learn my, more about my backstory yeah. later. <laughs> but yes, I did go right directly into salt for sure. And then you stayed. And then I stayed. <laughs> um, kind of like my husband kind of fell kind of fell in with him and then just kind of stayed here we are 15 years later um well and so alex then you've kind of gotten involved and you're doing a lot of like webinars and you're involved heavily in the minnesota bar association and you just helped either co-host or run the nasbit conference virtual conference the last couple weeks so tell us some of the kind of non-saltivation stuff that you're doing Yes, uh, I, I am actually the, the chair of the, uh, the tax section of the Minnesota Bar Association this year. So um, uh, good timing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, I'm heavily involved with, with that. Uh, it's a really great group of, um, of tax practitioners that we have here um, and, and a pretty active section. Uh, so fortunate to, to hold that position. Um, the the NASBITs, uh, that's the National Association of State Tax Bar Sections. Uh, so we are uh, trying to coordinate the various tax sections across the country and, and really just information share and network with each other. We hold a uh, an annual conference as well. This year was the, the first remote, as, as many other conferences were. Um, and uh, it's it's a usually a two day CLE program uh, with some renowned speakers and thought leaders across the country, um, 
and uh, I was the program chair this year for that, and uh, and also the, the secretary on the executive board. It's uh, it's it's my first full conference, so uh, to, to plan. So that was that was um, that was a an interesting learning experience as to how much work actually goes into something like that. So kudos kudos to everyone who does that on a regular basis. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a heavy lift. It is. And I participated in it. it was really well done. So that was Thank pretty you. exciting. It was really well done. I wasn't as well done for the bet. Like, is it what's happening? When's it happening? Right? <laughs> like that was a little bit of an interesting thing, but it was really well executed. I think it's been really interesting to see how well we pivoted to online learning, to conferences, to seamless. I just spoke in one yesterday. I mean, it just seemed like it went da, 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 da. Yep. Meredith spoke in it too. I was, I thought it was very well orchestrated. I don't, I hope the participants felt the same way, but you know, I thought, what the heck? You know, I mean, you sit in a room, you leave to go to the bathroom, you go to get the, you know, the bagels and whatever, and you go back and sit down. So it's, what is the difference, really? It's nice to have those in networking connections, right? But they, that's all you're really kind of missing in person, I think, because the content, if it's delivered well, can be almost more efficient. It's not a bad plan B. I, I do miss, you know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday uh, on the phone who um, who usually goes to the uh, the ABA IPT conference, the one in New Orleans every year. Um and uh, we were just reminiscing as to how much we miss being being down in New Orleans in March, because uh, you know. So this individual is from Chicago. I'm from Minnesota. You know, New Orleans in March is really nice, <laughs> right? And the food um, and the dinners. Yeah. Yes, very fun. Well, yeah. and it's always Alex around your birthday, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So you get a little like reprieve birthday celebration. It's nice, can... but you know, it, it, it's it, it's unfortunate family can't always be there. So yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, I was like, well, should I talk crap about my family or say that well, I love them very much? We've been, you know, what is it, eight, eight or nine months in, in isolation. I, I, I think everybody feels the same way, right? Where, yeah, my husband is like locked in the baby's room because we're still sharing our sharing our coffee table, and I was like, all right, babe, we, you know, I'm teaching a class tomorrow, and then I got a podcast, and he's just like, fine but it's fine. Well, so then we're kind of, I think, running on time. And so I want you to share one thing we don't know about yourself. And then we're going to end with some random rapid response questions that have nothing to do with tax or whatever that I think you, we may have cheated and given you a little bit of heads up on those. So maybe you're prepared, maybe you're not. But so share one thing about yourself that we don't know you know i yeah you you did i I did kind of get a heads up on the on the questions i (laughs) i still haven't thought of one for this i i guess all right so this is okay we'll do this fine we're doing this guys Um, i could also like input some stuff like you're you're, (laughs) as an as a skilled tax professional an attorney you can fix cars and you can renovate your home i well poorly but yes can do none of those right (laughs) So the, the, uh, that's true. Well, I don't know about you. For, for me, yes, we're, we are in, in the middle of a home renovation and we're, we've been in the middle of one for a long time because uh, I've been doing most of it the work myself. So my wife is getting tired of that. Um, so maybe we might hire out the basement, but, uh, but I'm determined to finish the kitchen. The, the, well, so I was going to share, the thing I was going to share was that I, I still, to this day, cry when an animal gets hurt on, in, in, on TV. So people, not so much animals, (laughs) very much. So, (laughs) so 
So if anybody ever repeats that, I'll find you. Well, but you're going on a podcast <laughs> and it's going to be out there. Just FYI. That's going to be that clip that gets pushed through everywhere. Somehow we'll That's like it. rope it into other people's media That's things. Sound yeah. So then you can't watch my octopus teacher. He doesn't get hurt, but or she, but yeah, she doesn't I, die in the end. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like those. I don't like those movies. That's really awesome. Very sad. <laughs> well, I think that's. I think that's awesome. I, I cry at everything, like everything. So, I do appreciate. <laughs> it's possible. I I got a little teary when we were talking to Joni on you know. So it's possible. You ready for your random rapid responses? Yeah, let's do it. It won't be that fast, but you know. Okay. All right. What are you reading right now? I'm not reading, uh, aside from you know law. Uh, I'm not reading. I'm doing an audiobook of Dune because I was told. So the movie is coming out, or the, yep. another like the version of it. Of the remake, yeah, right, remake right. of the remake, and and I and my my buddy is really excited for it. Um, and we, he, he got me excited for it, and he said that under no circumstances am I allowed to watch the movie without reading the book first because I'll have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no, you won't. So, so I'm doing the audiobook. That's funny. I just read that book within the last couple of years again. Nice. Um, and it's really good. I actually didn't enjoy it as much when I was younger. I didn't really understand it to be frank. And I understood it much better now, like the dystopia, the whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's a great story, which is obviously yeah. why I was made into a movie. All right. These aren't, <laughs> these aren't so rapid, but that's fine. Um, right. what now we don't spend as much time in the car, but what do you listen to in the car? Uh, okay. So are the kids with me? It can <laughs> depend. Yeah. So it's either uh, kids bop or like real adult content, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be, well, we don't do kids bop too much. Um, the, the, the kids are usually listening to, you know, whatever pop stuff is on the radio. Um, but, uh, if, if, if I'm alone, it's, uh, it's probably going to be something very loud and maybe from the nineties. Very nice. What is your favorite movie? Oh, impossible to say. Uh, I I'm, I love movies, so just give me lots. one. Just first movie that comes to your head. Uh, the Bond series. Okay. Um, three words or phrases that Maya would use to describe you. I asked her that. She took a moment to answer. <laughs> you know who didn't take a moment? My eight-year-old son. I was going to so say gonna the give, kids. I'm going to yeah. He didn't hesitate for a second, um, which was just super impressive to me um but so we're sitting around the dinner table and he just he just just i don't know where spits out um smart uh helpful and strong that's Aww. awesome see i so could cry cute yeah, tears so that's, that's awesome yeah, so that's what we're gonna go with my wife wasn't very helpful <laughs> um so what is one thing you've learned during stay at home uh how hard it is to to deal with the kids. So uh, a lot of credit to my wife who's been educating them and taking care of them all this time. It's been, um, she's allowed me to work. So um, it's been amazing. Um, what is your favorite thing to do with each one of your kids? Uh, so there's there's three and a half years between them. My son is eight, uh, Ellie is four and a half and um, she loves doing what her brother does. So um, Sam has been doing a lot of BMX racing recently. So now she's doing BMX racing and uh, Legos, I think are their second favorite activity. So she's now into Legos and he's been for years. So going out there on the bikes with them and and helping them play with the Legos, I think are, 
they like master awesome. builders though or they build from the, the... He, he is no he's, okay yeah. but whatever it is like the creative versus yeah. the fall i'm like give me the book i'll do yep. the book and my daughter's like i'm gonna take that off and move it here i'm like don't touch it right <laughs> no, you're the dad but, from the lego movie yes, right glue yes. it together <laughs> he, he put so he'll, he'll put it together whenever he gets a new kit he'll put it together um it lasts about 15 minutes. And then right. if, there's an, if there's another version, he'll put the second version together, right, from the same stuff. And then that lasts about 15 minutes. And then it all comes apart. And now he just starts creating whatever. Right. Drives me crazy. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, just leave it as a museum right there, right. like on right. the shelf. Don't touch it. Yeah, yep. I'm like, that's not really how they play with it, I guess. No, it's all good. And then last question, your favorite SALT team member. And I'm totally just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Seeing as our boss is on there, I would say Judy Vorndren and signs our paychecks. It's it's this soft <laughs> team. I guess it's <laughs> the team as a whole. Yeah. All right, Alex, this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us. Thank you for being my immediate connection as our first expanded SALT team member um, and our guinea pig for this. So well, this, this was great. Um, it was and fun. this has been another episode of the Saltivation Podcast. Till next time. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.